Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogen Tirandekura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. A lot of organizations say that um, they are all about the customer, that the customer is at the center of their concerns, uh, that they are customer-centric, basically. And today, uh, the guest that I have is a specialist in whatever has to do with customer experience and getting your organization to be really customer-centric. The guest, uh, her name is Elenia Vidili. Um, and she's based, uh, she's actually based in, uh, in Italy. Uh, we will be talking about, uh, her career, how she started as a, as a consultant, as an independent consultant. And she has an atypical, uh, career path, uh, a very specific way, uh, of, um, starting her, her business. Not everybody is doing that. And she also has an unconventional opinion on how an organization has to become, uh, customer centric. Uh, given that she was doing, um, also, quite some uh, keynote keynote speeches uh, the pandemic has uh, has impacted the way uh, she is doing business it is also something that we will uh, uh, touch upon uh, right now uh, also she has a book um, even though there is no uh, at the time of recording there is uh, no set date uh, for the the release of the book uh, it should be released uh, during the spring and if you look in the show notes uh, and uh, you want to follow up on that you will be uh, you will be notified as to uh, when the book be released. So without further ado, let's start with Ilinia Vidili. Hello and uh, welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast to uh, Ilenia Vidili. Ilenia, how are you? Um, very good. Thank you very much, dear Jane. It's amazing to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, you you welcome, and um, I I do think that uh, your uh, diverse uh, experience uh, will. Um, provide some great insight to the uh, to the audience uh, can you uh, maybe start by uh, sharing your uh, career story uh, linia of course so i left uh, my um, country i'm as you know i'm italian and um, i left when i was uh, 19 i left uh, in spain for two years and then i went to the uk for nearly 10 years where i graduated um, I graduated there at university precisely in Cambridge. And, uh, and then I started working for a bunch of multinationals and, and later on in my career in startups as well. Mm. So my customer experience, as you know, I'm a customer experience consultant. It really starts, started since my very first job. I started working for NEC in the facial recognition division, and uh, so where we used to sell softwares for enhancing uh, the customer experience in the retail sector and, uh, and also in governments, for governments and, uh, and airports. So it was really like um, very interesting and it was really new um, at that point. Uh, we are talking about 10 years ago kind of thing, probably 12, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, so the software was really new and it's really exciting to see how facial recognition was really changing the world of uh, retail and the passenger experience as well. And, uh, and then after that, so 
um, after my career in the corporate world, uh, which ended in 2017, where I, uh, when I basically quit my job because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because of many different factors. But the main one is that I needed to uh, regain my freedom as an individual, as a person and uh, as a professional as well. So I took a year gap and uh, I traveled uh, all over Southeast Asia. Um, and then it was there when I actually started my consultancy business uh, online. So mm-hmm. it really started online and um, I started there while I was traveling. I traveled for uh, two years, just over two years. And then uh, last year I came back here and then all this lockdown thing started. So I'm still here in Italy. Yeah, but then, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's basically what is my my career path in a nutshell. So mm-hmm. my customer experience really started from experience. They really started from the beginning. And then uh, I worked in the corporate marketing world for many years, I would say. And now I'm back into customer experience uh, with my consultancy business. Okay, and. Uh... The fact that you decided to uh, to to do consult consulting on customer experience uh, is it because that's where you had the most exper- experience, <laughs> uh, or uh, is it where you have a natural inclination? Uh, I'd say it's where I have the more you know the the natural inclination, but also the passion. Because um, when I quit my job, I really thought, okay, I do. You know, I had kind of like lost my passion for that job, for my profession back then. So I really need, I really needed to and wanted to figure out what and where to focus. And, uh, you know, the consumer behavior changes and the evolution of technology and then how technology affected businesses and the customer experience really, really um, interested me. So... The more I read, the more I started be, becoming passionate, you know. And so I started remembering my roots into customer experience back in um, 2011. So um, that's basically how it started. It started from a passion, really, you know. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, how, because, because a lot of people in the audience, they can be... Um, employees of a consulting firm uh, and they may be thinking shall I continue like that or shall I mm. try to uh, become independent or uh, build a consulting firm they may ask same questions as what you you had you said okay I wanted to regain my freedom mm. um, but you you started while you were traveling so it looks to me that you did not go to a an incubator and st- starting with a coach and build writing a long business plan uh, um How did you exactly. uh, get your first uh, first uh, clients? Well, for me, it all started from my network and um, people who knew me and friends started asking me questions and advice on um, creating a better customer experience, but also a business strategy because, you know, later on, I'm sure we'll be talking about what is my view on CX. And um, so I would share my my advice, my my suggestions and recommendations on the topic. And it really started from there. And it started also by um, speaking about it, not only just by giving advice and recommendation, but, um, for example, a lot of uh, uh, co-working spaces um, in Asia, 
um, started to ask me whether I could and wanted uh, to share my opinion publicly on uh, um, enhancing a customer experience in different sectors. So that's basically how it started. So it started by um, giving advice, free advice to people. And, and then I started to charge for it because uh, I, I realized that it wasn't, I couldn't, you know, that it, it, on top of my passion, it could also become my, um, my, my new job, right? And then, yeah. yeah, it became a business. Ah, okay, okay. This is, this is um, and today, uh, I know that it's, it will be virtual, but uh, today are you still uh, doing, uh, doing speaking? So I understand that you started to speak in uh, co-working mm -hmm. spaces while, while traveling, yeah. but uh, after, uh, you, have you had the chance to, to speak uh, where, where, while you were not in uh, Southeast Asia, basically? Do you mean after COVID? Yeah, after after traveling, so it's, I think it means just a, a year oh, ago, yeah. approximately, uh, just since a year ago. Yeah, so um, so my speaking career really started. Uh, um, I was a member of uh, the Toastmasters. I don't know if I don't know if you yes. if you are familiar with them. So I was a member of the Toastmasters really to um, improve my public speaking um, capabilities. It really mm -hmm. started there. And then uh, I was asked by co-working spaces and by, you know, group of people if I could share my opinion on CX. So I, and I was happy about it because, you know, I was passionate and I'm still passionate about it. So I started um, speaking in uh, with very small group of people and in a very informal ways. But then um, I became fascinated about the, the industry, the, the speaking industry. So, um, it become, it became much more than, um, uh, speaking to 20 people, for example. So I started mm -hmm. speaking at conferences and, um, and now is also, everything is all virtual, unfortunately, but, um, up until, The day before the lockdown in Italy, I had a conference to in London to CEOs and CISU level executives about mm -hmm. customer experience and digital transformation, which is a very hot topic, as you know. Um, so now, yes, it is, it's part of my, um, it's one of the stream of income of my business. Mm -hmm. But um, as you know, now, uh, you know, there aren't many speaking gigs around unless they are virtual speaking. Um, so it's all virtual by now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Fingers and crossed uh, that it's going to change soon. <laughs> yes, we, we all hope that it will be uh, better for everybody and that we can also restart to meet face to face at events, etc. So yes, uh, yes, for sure. yes. Um, now, customer experience. Uh, mm -hmm. What is... I don't ask you a uh, standard definition, but uh, what's what's your vision on it? What, how does it impact the business? What, what is meant behind that? Mm. So I I have a really different. Well, I, I won't I won't give you a definition as such because I you know I have a different vision of it. Uh, if you if you've seen my website and uh, my articles, you probably know what I um, what I preach about. So my vision on customer yeah. experience is really when companies live and breathe their customers and really find innovative and sustainable ways to make a difference in their life, but also in the life of society and in the life of the world. Mm 
This is my definition of customer experience. And I'm breaking down in three main factors, which is which are basically the factors that I'm going to base my book about. So the humanity factor, the technology factor, and the te- culture factor. The first one answer the um, the question why and and basically why a customer needs to buy wants to buy from you from a business right so this is a very important question that uh, is a stimulus of uh, a business purpose right so and here I often talk about empathy authenticity and um, um, and you know and relevance as well. Um, which is something that is missing in today's business. And uh, the second factor, as I said, is technology. So this answers the question, how? And basically how businesses use the technology to enhance and create those great customer experiences for their customers. And the last one is the cultural factor, which answers the question, why? So why is basically the question of the leaders of the company, but also the employees of the company. So the people. Mm -hmm. And leaders really need to embrace the customer-centristic culture and share it across and preach it, advocate it across the company uh, and across all employees so that these employees become really engaged that uh, they want to create engaging customer experiences for engaged customers. That is my view in a nutshell. Sorry, it's a bit complicated. No, no, no. It's not. Um, no, it's it, it's not complicated. I just want to to to, to come back on a few things that you that sure, you say, and I please. think it's very, very, very important. Uh, so you said there's a human, the technology, and the mm-hmm. and the culture factors. So yeah. uh, on the human, say okay, why would I, why would a customer purchase from uh, that uh, uh, that company? Uh, mm-hmm. Lately, you know, in some and I've had some discussion, like some marketing advice is to say that on your website, you first show what's the product, what problem you solve. Um, and that's the key. That's the key stuff that you have to show very first. But here talking about the why, I think it's deeper than just, okay, this is the, this is the product that we, uh, that we sell, or this is the service that we sell. There is also a, a, a deeper, uh, a deeper meaning behind that. Do you think that it is something that should be, display to the customer as well very early or as soon as possible in the experience process? I hope my so, question is clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So nearly 90%, I would say, even say more, uh, more than 90% of companies out there around the world of every sector are product-centric, right? And as you say, you go into the website and the first thing you see is this is what we sell, right? So is the what, But unfortunately, um, customer expectations today are higher and higher. So they really want to go deep inside the meaning of a company. What is that you do that make a difference for me? Because as you know, there are so many different products around that have basically the same qualities, the same products, and the same um, capabilities that, you know, it's really difficult. It's very easy, no difficult. It's very easy to switch from one company to another. Mm-hmm. And w- that's why we talk about the why. That's why we talk about the purpose of a brand. And uh, that's why we talk about sharing that deeper meaning with those customers, you mm-hmm. know, and, and really sharing uh, more value than just a product or service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that clear? 
Yes, 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 yes. To me, Thank actually, you. to me, it's clear. <laughs> uh, it's, also, <laughs> it's also for the for for uh, for for the audience to be sure to make the make the difference between um, uh, between this and also one thing mm -hmm. I was thinking as well when you were uh, providing your answer is uh, then who are your counterpart because customer experience is is not limited to sales. There is uh, how I attract the customer. There is a uh, mm -hmm. how I close. There is a um, Afterwards, maybe the, the, the customer success or service people. So, so who do you talk to when you when you explain that? You you say that you work with startups and some also maybe some bigger organizations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like um, my clients is is what uh, you're asking. Yeah, so if you're my working, target audience. Exactly. If you work with a startup, are you talking to the owner, or if mm. you if you work with a bigger organizations, are you talking to a department head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got you. Um, so I, I usually talk. Um, I, my clients are usually um, big organizations, um, but also uh, sometimes I get contacted by startups as well, with um, a clear vision. You know, it's really difficult for companies, as as we said, it's really difficult to start with a customer centric mindset, because obviously, you come up with a product. The first thing that you come up with is a product. So, and the first thing you want to sell is a product, right? So it's really difficult to come up with a customer-centric mindset. So the first thing you do, you come up with a product-centric mindset, which is absolutely fine. But unfortunately, as you go along and as you grow, that, um, you know, you want to scale, you want to become bigger and bigger and bigger. And that means selling as many products and services as well as possible to make as much money as possible and that is okay you know that's nothing wrong with it um but unfortunately by doing that you lose that customer intimacy right so and that's the point so there is nothing wrong with wanting to make money and there is nothing wrong with wanting to sell as many products as possible but as long as you can keep that customer intimacy and today today's technologies can do that Um, you know, there the is the possibility to have that customer centricity if those leaders that I'm going to talk about in a minute want to really commit to the time, effort and resources, uh, whether there are people or money resources into customer centricity initiatives. You know, it really takes a lot of long time to become customer centric and it really takes a lot of work and really hard work. Um, now, having said that, I talk to the leaders of the organizations. Um, so if, for example, is a, a big company, then I talk to the CMO because the customer centricity starts from the marketing department, but then it's spread across the company. Yeah. Um, so I talk to CMOs, but if, depending on the organization, for example, sometimes there isn't a CMO, maybe there is a, a CEO and then... Um, a marketing director, for example, then a CEO is the person to talk to uh, or the CFO because the CFO also has to know what are the return of investment of it, of customer centricity. So in a nutshell, my target audience are really the CISU executives, you yeah. know, those um, decision-making uh, people. Um, for a startup, for example, I could talk to investors. It really depends on the startup or I can talk to the entrepreneur. 
Um, but it doesn't really matter who I talk to. I want to talk to people who are really committed. And that's why I usually write and, um, and, uh, and talk about the leaders, the business leaders of, of a company, right? Regardless of its size, regardless of uh, its budget, because customer centricity really regardless of it. So it's really the commitment that a leader uh, wants to accomplish. Okay. Okay. And um, uh, you you mentioned uh, something very uh, very important as well. You mentioned like the the return on on investment of becoming uh, becoming customer centric. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that does it take time to realize it? And uh, how can you show that value proposition to uh, your clients? So it's a lot. A lot of it is down to the business case, and um, so it's, a lot of it is down to us, to CX professionals, and how good we are to show the value of the customer. Um, so there are diff- lots of different metrics, you know, that uh, we can use to show the return of investment. Um, I'm not a big fan of metrics and numbers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my advice and what I do is I always say to Um, the people that I talk to in an organization that we need to share those metrics across the company to everybody so that everybody understands the importance of uh, customer experience and customer centricity and what it can do for the business, but also outside the business. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is very, uh, it's very, very important. And you, you insist well on the fact that it's really the whole organization that is involved into uh, Uh, improving maximizing that mm-hmm. uh, that customer uh, experience so you uh, you have decided to a uh, to a, a book project you've decided to, uh, to to write or co-write a book can you explain a little bit the the, the, the project and I know as as of now it's planned for uh, the spring of uh, of 2021 yes yeah, so, so um, it will probably come out in May late May Um So, yeah, I decided to, you know, I landed with the need of uh, writing this book because, as I said, it's uh, my passion to customer centricity is one of my passions. I often speak about it and write about it in a bunch of publications. And uh, I felt it was really the right time, I would say, to put my ideas out there and to really share my view of customer centricity, as you probably have, um, have gathered is different from others. So I really think that uh, there, there is the need for fundamental change in the world of business and the way that businesses are carrying out, carrying out their, um, their ways of um, uh, doing business. You know, <laughs> this is probably a bit... Yeah, yeah. yeah the way of working. A <laughs> bit confusing. Um, yes. Yeah, the, 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 yes. So the traditional ways of doing business is uh, obsolete, I would say, and... Um, My book is going to be a wake-up call for those leaders to really take actions and uh, take corporate responsibility seriously, but also to um, give value to their customers in a way that elevates their business strategy. Excellent. Excellent. And um, how do you, uh, because when you started, you... um... Uh, you you were reaching out to your uh, to your network in order to find your first uh, first client. Is it still like that? Do you still get through your own personal network or a network at a second level? You get referrals and uh, you find your uh, clients. Um, 
I don't reach out anymore at the moment because um, I'm super busy right now, as you can probably imagine. But mm-hmm. I get a lot of referrals from other clients. And uh, so my business model is, um, is very based on uh, my speaking business, my speaking side of the business as well, mm-hmm. because from there I gain customers and um after the speaking, after a conference, for example, um, there is a lot of networking, so I get clients from that too. But not only, so I write for publications from for Entrepreneur and CEO World magazine, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, I gain visibility there as well. So on LinkedIn as well. So LinkedIn is one of the channels that I use a lot for uh, for gaining customers. You know, I do a lot of content creation. And um, and again, customers there too. Yeah, that is uh, that is excellent. It's also a, a sweet spot usually for for a consultant is to not always have to to do some uh, some outreach, but uh, by uh, doing what you do. So uh, like uh, speaking, uh, even though now it's different, but uh, by speaking you can find other clients, or by uh, creating content or probably putting yeah. yourself out there, you also can uh, have other prospects or clients. So I think it's uh, I think it's wonderful and it's more than healthy. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) yeah it is it's really tech consuming though because of well i guess also reaching out to to potential clients is really time consuming but say uh, i'm really struggling with uh, linkedin content creation at the moment because i'm writing the book and i'm also um working with clients so so you know when you have a lot of things going on that you feel like oh my god i need to drop something or Mm -hmm. i need to hire somebody somebody else to help me out on that which is one of the things that i'm thinking about right now as well so yeah yeah, um, it can be an option yes yeah if you ever thought because you you are the brain so you are the person that Mm. uh releases the content but maybe Mm -hmm. you don't have to be the one that puts the finger on publish that's could be uh could be the difference but mm. yes you're right um well i'm um I don't know how to say, like, for example, for this type of content, I, I'd say it's a little bit difficult to find people, let's say, like, like employees mm. that can understand my vision um, on c- in customer centricity and that can write what I, the content that I want, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I'm thinking about it and uh, I've I've been thoroughly deeply thinking about it and i just need to release that uh uh delegation to others i know it's something that i have to work on <laughs> okay yes yes yeah of course it's it's never uh but it's 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 never easy it's never easy no, uh it's no. always something that we uh, uh <laughs> that that we learn uh but but uh, that's great it's it's part it's really part of uh part of growth and i think you 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 answered the kind of uh actually you answered a bit uh, kind of the business model and if you had a team i was about to ask yeah hey, do you have a team so you kind of answered the uh, answered on that um so so it's, it's really great elena i think you pretty early uh, in your career, because uh, maybe for you it's not early, but uh, f- if you look at the average of the uh, the average worker around the world, it's pretty early to to start being a, an entrepreneur with uh, hardly 
even less less than 10 years of uh, working experience i think so it's pretty uh, it's pretty early and courageous so that that's great um and you have been able to 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 travel now you came back uh, so you are a, a great fit for a consulting lifestyle and uh, so that's also my question uh, mm-hmm. so for you if i say uh, consulting lifestyle what does that mean to you um, oh god i never actually asked my this question to myself <laughs> That's so, okay. It's a, it's a first. You have the yes, <laughs> of course. There is always a first time, right? Um, consulting lifestyle. I think it's been it's been really hard, uh, but also really good at the same time. And uh, you know, it's. I think life is all about trade offs. Um, you have to um, trade something, you know, f- to gain something else. I was looking for my freedom. I was looking for traveling and experiencing life on a different level, you know, on a deeper level and knowing more people and get unstuck from my desk and from my office. And I got it. It was really good. And um, I don't know, I'm enjoying this lifestyle a lot. And I really hope that um, uh, soon, very soon, we can keep traveling and we can, I can, you know, travel to see my clients, travel to, uh, to go to conference and to networking events and, you know, and life uh, comes back as it was before or nearly as it was before. But um, to answer your question, I, I, I love this lifestyle. I know it's, it's hard. I'm not saying that it's all roses. It's all on my shoulders and it's really hard. You know, there are, there are a lot of uh, ups and downs and being an entrepreneur is, is not easy, as you know. Oh, definitely, uh, definitely not easy. But as you say, it's trade-off. So the the plus, the upside of being a consultant is still much higher than the downside. Yes, of, absolutely, uh, com- absolutely. Coming, uh, coming yes. With it. Uh, that's uh, that's amazing, uh, Elenia. So uh, thank you very much. And now, if uh, people want to uh, want to find you, where can they go? So I'm often on LinkedIn. <laughs> And uh, so they can find me on uh, on LinkedIn, Elenia Vidili, or I also have my um, company website is uh, thesmartercrew.com and my personal website is eleniavidili.com. Uh, excellent, excellent. I will put all of that in the in the show notes. Thank uh, you so much. And, um, and also uh, stay tuned, uh, stay tuned for uh, the the book that will be released uh, in the spring of twenty twenty one. Uh, about can you repeat the name of the book sure the name of the book is a journey to centricity a framework a customer-centric framework that helps business to consumer companies to put their customers at the center of the business strategy Excellent. Uh, that was the, <laughs> the, the the subject of our discussion today so that was great Elenia uh, thank you very much and uh, we uh, we talk again soon Thank you Dajin Thank you I got your name wrong Thank you for listening to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host, Diogène Tirandekoura.